I really want to see people succeed, whether that be specialist colleagues, vets in practice, you know, that's what what drives me. And I think if you have a, a goal and a passion, it's not really work, it's kind of a way of life. Hello, welcome to Borborygmy, Noises from the Veterinary World, the show that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. The triumphs and the tribulations, they're all in here. I'm Naomi Mella, vet and podcaster, and we're now into season three. Borborygmy is produced in association with our pals at Vetstego Diversify, and you can find heaps of talking points and conversations after each of these episodes over on our social media, so do go and check that out. This season is a unique collaboration with virtual veterinary specialists. Do you ever wish you could just conjure up a specialist to help you in person with a difficult case? Well, now you can! The wonders of cutting-edge medical technology means that VVS specialists can be instantly on hand to live guide you through procedures. The tech and the experience are, by all accounts, amazing. But don't just take our word for it. Search for Virtual Veterinary Specialists on YouTube to see video clips and find out for yourself what we're talking about. What's the collective noun for a group of veterinary specialists? I've no idea, but we've got a right good bunch of them on the podcast today. In this conversation, I was joined by Simona Radielli, Susanna Silva, Christelle LaRue, Pedro Oliveira and Nula Summerfield, who are all diploma holders in their various fields. They have between them worked in a multitude of different countries and top-notch referral centres and have wildly impressive credentials. We talked a lot about teaching in this conversation and you'll hear Pedro first, then Simona talking about their passion and enjoyment of teaching and what they feel it gives them in return. I, I enjoy teaching. I, I find it very, you know, very rewarding. And also, uh, and interestingly, you, you learn a lot as well. When you teach, you realize things that you, you never thought about uh, and that helps you, helps you improve. And um, for example, with VVS, when I'm going through a consult and, and seeing a scan and you need to give some, uh, some help, some directions, how to, uh, uh, to improve the scan, you know, how to move the probe and, and rotate like this and tilt, etc. And, and that all comes from, you know, from teaching, from, from, uh, because otherwise I probably I wouldn't be able to explain what you need to do because when you do it yourself you don't really think about you know I, i'm i'm doing it automatically like driving a car you don't have to think we need to turn left or turn right by these many degrees to to do a corner so um yes i i i really enjoy it um and i um i find it very uh helpful for everyone uh including me i really like to learn and to know things which is quite a big thing of course you know there's so much I can fit in my brain but I still try and I have a huge passion for that since when I was a little girl I like to know uh it feel I feel empowered I feel free when I know things and I and I have of course I have a passion for neurology I always say that neurologists are a bit, you know, we're a bit funny people. But, but you know, when you fall in love with neurology, you know, it's one of those things. And I try to pass that on to the students and to uh, the vets that I work with. So that I try to 
past this passion for you know knowing things and even when they do uh, spend an hour with me assessing a patient i hope that by the end of it they bring home something you know they have learned a little skill a little something a little piece of information that helps them and that you know that a little fire I think people don't realize, for example, when, when you go to a, a CPD course and to learn how to scan, for example, um, you learn really valuable information and the technique. But then the problem after that is that you need to do it or see it. And seeing it is underrated because if you see it and you don't, you're not actually holding the probe, you will learn a lot. And, and, and that's what's necessary. After that, you need to see it, see it, see it, do it, do it, do it, uh, and to improve and to learn. Uh, of course, if you have someone there holding your hand, like they say, you know, helping you do this, do that, turn right, turn left, look at this, look at that, then your, your learning experience will be a lot better and, and you'll learn a lot quicker, you'll improve a lot quicker, which is what I think VVS, where VVS makes a real difference. Susanna and Christelle also spoke to me about the skills they try to impart to the vets they work with outside of the purely clinical aspects. And their answers were interestingly quite different. I think for me, it's, I tend to be, I think at least, um, quite practical and trying to bring across the idea that you could have all this bunch of tests that you can run, but actually having the ability to run the test, does it actually mean you should? Does it change your approach? I think that has to be quite logic for me. Um, Just because from a scientific standpoint, you can do it. And also you're able to get information for yourself. It doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the correct approach for the case or change what you do with a case. So I think you have to have the mindset, at least in my view, that if it's not changing how you're going to treat or approach your pet, why do the tests? I can live without knowing because, yeah, there's no point of spending the money of putting the animal through the procedure. I try to aim to get the soft skills across as well. Just uh kind of to be patient with yourself because I'm very hard on myself and I think a lot of vets are like that we really you know you I I do an ultrasound with somebody and they kind of feel no it must be perfect and I must be able to do this ultrasound after this first time perfectly every time and that's not how it is you've got to be patient with yourself you're going to be doing this over and over and over to get better and I think sometimes our expectations of ourselves are too high that we don't you know, we don't focus on doing the best that we can. We are so hard on ourselves that it must be perfect from the first go onwards. So I try to make them feel relaxed so that they can um, get more from the session and learn. I think there's a lot of anxiety as well about not necessarily knowing how does the ultrasound machine work? Am I angling the probe correctly? And they get very stressed. So, and then you can't learn. You can't learn if you're, you're already anxious and stressed. So I think just everybody's just got to be patient with themselves. <laughs> So it's from a personal point of view for me. Whether you're a specialist or not, as a vet, nurse or student, the relationships you build around you with clients and colleagues are so important in your career. Pedro and Nula discuss this a little bit too. One-to-one interaction is always more interesting and rewarding. You you create a relationship because you, you are doing 
the scans with the same person several times. So it's not just a one-time thing. Uh, so you end up developing a relationship. It's, uh, you know, a lot of the time you, you talk about the weather, you talk about the family, the kids, lockdown, it's a nightmare, we're all unhappy. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more than, uh, you know, just a, a professional interaction where I need to teach you something and you need to learn something from me. It's, uh, you know, it's a, a true relationship, I think, that uh, is built and, uh, um, and you know, we're, we're a social being, so we like to interact, we like to talk. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I really, I really like it. It's one of the main reasons why I want to do this sort of, uh, of, of work, uh, for the interaction. I was going to say, I think one of the, the, um, things that I feel very lucky about is to work alongside a team of, of specialists who are firstly such nice people. And, and that's one of the things that is so important to VVS that, that we work we have a team of specialists that we collaborate with that are um, really friendly, approachable, extremely knowledgeable people um, who are kind of top of their game, but also love teaching. And I think that's a, a really key aspect because you can be, you know, the best in your specialty, but if you don't enjoy imparting that knowledge and sharing it with others, then working in this type of way isn't going to be a natural fit. And so I think we're very fortunate to have a multidisciplinary team of, of specialists who do enjoy teaching, who love sharing knowledge with colleagues in first opinion practice and really um, get a lot of joy from seeing their success, seeing the success of, of our colleagues in practice who are managing their own cases and being able to get input for cases, as, as Simona said, that may otherwise never reach a referral. Uh, establishment. We're not trying to replace tertiary referral. We're offering another option for those cases, which for a multitude of reasons will never go to a referral hospital. But it, it would be a shame for those patients never to receive input from a specialist if that's what's needed for, for that case. And finally, a little from Susanna and Simona on the effect the COVID pandemic has had on their work and how they've hoped to bridge the gap between specialists and general practice in the tricky circumstances. I think this year, particularly with um, with the pandemic and um, people um, sort of trying to stay away from going to places, expose themselves. I think that telemedicine really has been um, a lifeline to many vets just to bounce off ideas, particularly during the pandemic, where a lot of people were on their practice alone and um discussing cases would be challenging. So I think having the ability to to have a telemedicine service there um to sort of discuss things with i think has been it's been important um for people and also not all owners even though they may have the finances the ability to travel would necessarily be wanting to go to another place and perhaps expose themselves to the risk of catching coronavirus if if they were um especially on the vulnerable groups so i think that that sort of minimizes um the impact um that perhaps um the pandemic would have had to some vets to have um, telemedicine available for them. And the fact that we can help patients that otherwise might not have access to specialists and, and you know, that is also quite rewarding. Thanks so much for listening. It means a lot to us that you do. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it wherever you can and do tell a friend because we'd love more of you to join our community celebrating the veterinary profession and those working within it. Borborygmy is brought to you by me, Naomi Mella, as part of Vet Stay Go Diversify. 
You can drop me a DM with any feedback or suggestions at Naomi the Vet with underscores between on Instagram or Twitter. And you can find VVS on any of the social platforms if you just search VVS Vet. Thanks to everyone involved this season. Your support is much appreciated.